0: Hi, this is One More Dig, Metal Detecting Stories, and I'm Dave Sponnenberg. Welcome, everyone, to episode 16. Um, I have a couple of things I'm going to talk about, but first of all, I'd like to um, thank everyone who emailed me for the listener appreciation giveaway. Um, I still have two spots available for the stickers, so if anyone wants to email me at omdstories at gmail.com and in the subject line put omd listeners appreciation i'd be happy to mail you a one more dig sticker um like i said i've had a few folks email in and have re- received some uh some nice prizes so um looking forward to giving away the the next two So today, I decided I'm going to talk about, first of all, my belt plate. Uh, I know I bring that up every episode now, but I received um, quite a bit of information about it from a couple of experts recently, and I just wanted to pass that along. Um, So I had emailed it to someone who's a known expert in the Civil War relic field, and he actually emailed it to two other people. And all three of them came back that it was um, legitimate and that it was authentic. Um, I sent them fo- clear photos, several photos from different angles, and um, a coin next to them f- for sizing purposes. And they all agreed that it was authentic and that it was a C.S. egg belt plate. And on top of that, it appears that it's from the Western Theater. And so I don't miss anything on this. Uh, I'm going to read the definition of the Western Theater as it relates to the American Civil War uh, from Wikipedia. The Western Theater of the American Civil War encompassed major military operations in the states of Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Mississippi, North Carolina, Kentucky, South Carolina, and Tennessee, as well as Louisiana east of the Mississippi River. Operations on the coast of these states, except for Mobile Bay, are considered to be part of the lower seaboard theater. So that's the definition. So it is identified as a Western Theater CS Egg Belt Plate. So that's pretty exciting. Um, I know what it is. I've had a couple um, dealers give me a estimated value, um, and I've seen other posts um, on Facebook groups where I've posted a picture of the egg who have sent along... Um, sort of valuation documents from this type of an artifact that has been sold whether on ebay or whatever so i don't know what that means but i do have a number for um at least the two the two folks um that are experts and i'm pretty uh pretty excited one dig um paid for my metal detecting year probably last year and I bought a new machine as some of you know, uh, Equinox 800. So I'm super happy with the belt plate. I haven't decided if I'm going to frame it and hang it on the wall or if I'm going to try to sell it or, um, auction it or, or what I'm going to do with it. But. You'll probably notice I didn't throw the value that I received out there either because I want to keep my my cards close to the vest on that one. But uh, it was definitely a nice number to hear for a dig at dark um, in the grass with ticks on me. So good find, best find I'll probably ever make. Um, I posted it on a few Facebook groups, and I got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of likes and comments. Um, so I guess it's pretty rare and pretty special. Um, the main topic of this podcast um, is going to be techniques um, and ideas on how to ask for permissions. Um, I had a listener email me, uh, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. To, that inspired me to do more or less uh, the bulk of a podcast on this topic, because without permissions, we don't have a sport um, except for public grounds that that allow it. And up here in New Hampshire, any state property is off limits so that um, I don't, you know, every municipality, every state is different. Um, so I just thought I'd talk a little bit about some of, my, uh, some of my tactics on how to obtain permission from folks. So first and foremost, my favorite and most fruitful way to obtain permission from someone to metal detect on their property is, I call it the drive-by, and it's not necessarily driving by stalking. But you know, occasionally you'll drive by a farm or an old colonial house and someone um and, and you'll think to yourself, boy, I'd love to detect there. Because that's how I am now, actually. I look at everything <laughs> everything I pass as a potential place to find something and think about okay, how old is it? What what types of coins or artifacts would what, what I find here? So I pick a place or I, I just any place, but if it's a place that looks, um, like someplace, like somewhere I'd like to, um, detect, I, you know, go by now and again and wait till I see someone outside and just, you know, pull over and exchange niceties and sort of stay out of there. Um, Personal space, you'll be able to tell if someone wants to or doesn't want to talk to you. But one thing I never do, I don't go to doors and knock. Um, In this day and age, people get pretty nervous about anyone coming to their doors. It's it's sort of pretty skeptical because it is, you know, not a common occurrence, really. Um, So I have. Used the method of, uh, if I see a place, you know, as eventually you'll see someone outside mowing the lawn or something. And once they're, they see you, um, and they're disarmed from, uh, you know, through a door, they they don't have any idea who's going to be there or who you are or, um, but if they, they see you stop and, you know, you cordially ask, um, permission, that's, that is the way I've obtained most of mine, um, at least here in in New Hampshire. Um, maybe, probably 75%. Um, I'm looking at my notes here and the three biggest permissions I've gotten in the last five years have been, um, you know, A farmer sees me drive by from work a couple of times and I start and I wave and, you know, eventually they'll recognize your car and they'll wave and then you stop. Just say, hey, do you mind if I come metal detect down your lawn um, or in your field? I'll show you what I find if you want. And, uh, you know, I promise I won't make a mess. That's one. Always make sure you promise that you won't make a mess. Because if you go out into a farmer's field, um, if it's plowed, obviously, you can't ruin anything. But if if they sell their hay, or they bale their hay for animals or whatever, they do not want to see a mess anywhere. Because that's, to them, that's hay that's not going to be harvested. Um, even if it's just a little spot Um, you gotta dig a clean hole just like you would on the front lawn of somebody's house and fill it in and make sure it's sealed nice and tight and uh, just don't leave dirt around it don't leave just make it as pretty as you can be because that's um, so you have to promise that up front that you'll that you'll do that so you You kind of ask them in a situation where you're out in the open and they're, uh, you know, maybe they've seen you drive by a few times, promise that you're not going to make a mess. I keep saying that, but and I always say I'll show you um, some of the stuff I find and I actually keep a little box in the back of my car and I throw um, everything in it that I find I keep out, you know. I'll keep out coins or or whatever, and I'll show them, show them that, not in a big box of stuff where they can get ruined, but um, just show them the box and uh, and a few of the coins and whatever, and they love it. Um, sometimes, one time, I was in a field and I found a, a little placard with the farmer's um, family name on it, something that was lost probably in the fifties. And, and, uh, he loved that. Anything that, you know, you can do that helps them make a connection to their farm, to their house. Um, I have one, one of my permissions, um, was a, I'd run by the house actually was on my running route and finally one day he was outside working on his truck and i said you know hey can i uh can i metal detect your lawn and he he's like oh i have a metal detector um i think he had a garrett 350 maybe but he didn't go much he just bought it um i can't even remember why he said he bought it you know a lot of people buy them to find their septic tanks or whatever but so he let me detect his lawn and i started finding Artifacts from the ra- the the railroad. There's a railroad that goes through the town I live in, and most towns I guess do. But it was the Boston uh, Boston and oh, I can't believe I can't remember that Boston and Concord, I think. Um, but anyway, I found a button from the sleeve of a of someone who worked on the train and. Uh, some some other things that were related to, and so he's doing some research to try and figure out, but he thinks that it could have been, um, you know, someone that worked at the train station lived in that house, so it kind of build a little. So I showed him things like that, and uh, he was a good guy. I actually gave him most of what I found even I found a silver Australian um, dime from the, I think it was the 50s. I gave him that and uh, pretty much most of everything. But so he took the artifacts and, uh, you know, was trying to build a story about the house he lives in and he said he pulled out some of the wallpaper or some of the, the wall at one point, and it was lined with papers related to the um, related to the railroad industry. So it could be most likely someone in the late eighteen hundreds, because that's when the button was dated. Dated to um, worked on the rail line and uh, lived in that house. So I always I always let the homeowner know that you know I'm willing to show them what I find. Um, Sometimes you'll hear, you know, I want it. The one permission that I couldn't get that I really wanted, I went to the front door, which I'm telling you isn't a good idea, and I knocked, and she was out walking and came up behind me and was not happy that I was on her front steps. And so I asked her if I could. She had a house from the around 1800. I asked her if I could detect on it and she, uh, she said, no. I said, I'll let you see everything I find. We can split it. I like the coins. She's like, no. I said, I'll tell you what, you can follow me around. I can dig a few holes and you can have everything. And she said, no. Um, you know, some people don't want you digging their lawn. She said she didn't necessarily want me digging up her artifacts, but, um, I think the tone was set when she sh- showed up, and I was standing on her front steps, so maybe not, but that's how I read it, so I don't do that anymore um so yeah, so, oh boy, oh, one day uh there's always an opportunity if if you're paying attention to places when you drive by, and you know you'll see people out in their yards or, um, you just make a mental note. And so I had a guy drive up and knocked on my door, which I don't know. I don't care much, but he, uh, he was a realtor and he was just saying, Hey, if you ever want to sell, blah, blah, blah. And I recognized him from a property in town and, uh, an old one, late 1800s. And I'd driven by it a lot. And, uh, I said, hey, um, you know, do you mind if I metal detect your yard? He's like, no, that'd be great. It's like late 1800s. Come on over anytime. Um I didn't, I never made it over there. I don't, I know I didn't make it over there because he did some some grading work and built a driveway and stuff. Um, that's when I should have gone over when they dug up, I guess. But I just, some reason didn't make it there. But I just remember, you know, I mean, it sounds like stalking maybe, but if you see a property and then you see someone and then you don't know if you're going to go to a new job and that person's going to be standing there and, you know, opportunity to ask um, ask someone. I always wave when I drive by houses and, um, you know, people start to recognize your car and uh, associate you with being you know, decent for, for waving at least. Here's another good one. Um, I have a friend, well, not a close friend, but in high school we were acquaintances and, uh, we're friends on Facebook and he posts once in a while and lo and behold, he's a farmer and, uh, he has a lot of land in upstate New York, central upstate New York. Um, and, I, one day, I I was just reading his post. He was harvesting his hay, and uh, I sent him a message. And I said, "Hey, next time I'm in, you know, next time I come back, because um, that's where I grew up." I said, "Next time I come back, can I metal detect your field?" And he and he was like, "Sure, you know," and 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 I will, and I'll bring him a machine to use. And uh, so there's a, you know, I mean. Friends, family members, what what kind of properties do they own? Those are the easiest to ask, but those are the ones you have to be the cleanest with too because if if your uncle comes out and you made a disaster of his yard, you're going to hear about it every family gathering for the rest of your life. Uh, Here's an idea for you. Uh, One thing I did a few years ago was um, growing up, Metal detecting, I always, uh, you know, thought Boy Scout camps, Girl Scout camps, summer camps, um, all those things. Kids probably didn't bring a lot of money, but I've always found, you know, a lot of silver dimes, at the ones from the 50s and whatever. Uh, so I went through, I googled uh, summer camps in New Hampshire, and a list came up, and I just went down the list and open up the websites saw who was in charge and sent emails and 3 3 of them gave me permission of the 4 and one didn't answer and that was just looking for you know old boy scout camps summer camps you know things like that i mean you can if you can get permission to one of them like i did off season and and you can just, their beach, I mean, some kids wear silver chains, right? I mean, when I was a kid, in the summer, in the fall and the winter, sometimes the Boy Scout camps would rent out the cabins um, to adults or to school, high schoolers who wanted to come and do a a school trip or whatever. And so in the fall, people could still swim, lose stuff you know i don't know but anyway that was a way that i i secured permissions to to some of those those summer camps i'll tell you one tactic that has not yet worked for me but i think it might pay off and it's not a lot of work if i'm driving by a house that's for sale and it's you know it's it's really old i'll take a picture of the for sale sign and And I'll call the realtor and ask permission. And I pretty much get shot down every time because who's going to sell a house with someone digging in the front yard? But I feel like sometime, you know, it's very little effort and it it might pay off. So that's not one that I, I guess, one of my recommendations, but it's one that, one of the you never knows um, can't hurt. Doesn't take much time, but I think that is about it for me on the uh, the ways that I go about asking permission and and I kind of use these um, you know these tactics are pretty successful whether it's a house in the city or a farm or you know. I just sort of wait till I have an avenue to to the homeowner that is disarming for them and makes it so I don't seem like I'm trying to trick them into something. Um, So that's all my ideas and all the ways that I I look at this uh, asking permission thing. Um, I hope some of you try it out and that it's successful. And if you have any questions or would like me to explain anything a little more in depth, just email me at omdstories at gmail.com. And I'd be happy to, uh, to lay it all out, um, in an email to you. But that's, that's what's been, that's all what's worked for me. And I've been pretty lucky, uh, to pretty much have a spot any any given day that I can that I can go to and, and swing a little bit. So remember to if you'd like a sticker I to have I have two spots left just send me an email at omdstories at gmail.com and put OMD listeners appreciation in the subject line. I look forward to hearing from you. Don't hesitate to email. this has been one more dig. Metal Detecting Stories, and I'm Dave Spannenberg.